Embrace the power of prayer. Come feel it at the Sanctuary of Centenary United Methodist Church's free prayer conference and get inspired together with some of the country's most respected spiritual leaders like activist, author, and former Georgia State Representative Dr. Alveda King or Christian author and songwriter Stormy O'Mardian. Join us from November 5th to the 7th, ending with a Sunday morning combined worship service at 11.15 a.m., all at 2800 Tates Creek Road in Lexington. Following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. We've got the first hour with Dr. John Wong joining us in the second half. In this first half, Tom's going to tell us what's on his mind. Gosh, this is great music you chose this morning to start the day. Okay, this is from the second album by the group called Chicago Transit Authority which by their second album had changed their name just to Chicago. You got Terry Kath, uh, you got Pankow, uh, the vocalist, I can't think of his name, Peters, Satira maybe. And this was this sound from the late 60s, early 70s. Also, not dissimilar to uh, uh, <laughs> Harry Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, not dissimilar to Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Pull up something by them. Uh, David Clayton Thomas, incredible vocalist, Canadian guy. 
But this is for the guys that returned and were returning from Vietnam at that time, late 60s, early 70s, namely a guy like Bill Brody. And this kind of full sound, this tower of power. I mean, this song is so good. And this is Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. David Clayton Thomas on vocals. I chose you for the one. Now we're having so much fun. You treated me so kind. I'm about to lose my mind. You made me so. I mean, we just don't produce that kind of music these days. It's so, so it, it was so right for these guys that came back and anyway. Psalm 63. You God are my God. Ernest Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you. As long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him while the mouths of liars will be silenced. Um, let's see. Why did that touch you so much? I don't know, just, you know, why you want me to? No, sometimes, well, sometimes God speaks uh, to your heart for one reason, well, and I, I mean, thought maybe you'd I, want to I, share, I, but that's okay if you don't. I, I don't know. I, I, well, I do know, but I don't know. It's, sometimes uh, the spirit just moves and you don't really understand, well, but somebody needed to hear that this morning. Yeah, maybe they did. I, I don't know. It, uh, let's see, uh. I, I think that uh, well go watch uh Platoon the movie with Charlie Sheen. Go watch The Deer Hunter with uh Willem Dafoe. Uh no wait a minute. Uh is that him? No, it's um who else is in there? No, not Burt Reynolds. Uh, go go watch some of those movies if you understand the particularly evil nature of warfare and the mental warfare that that went on in Vietnam, and just some of the really bad stuff. And then these guys come back, and then the uh, Jane Fonda types are demonizing them and, and making them out to be uh, uh, really bad people. There's a scene in Platoon uh, where uh, <laughs> they're all sm sitting around smoking dope and uh, um, they're smoking dope through uh, the barrel of a rifle. And uh, it's the the whole uh, 
movie is comes through the viewpoint of Charlie Sheen, um, who turned out to be quite a interesting person himself. Um, oh, this is great. Um, and there's a guy with the, that Tom Berenger plays, uh, the, uh, Sergeant, uh, I can't think of his name, but, uh, he's, uh, well, I don't need to play this. I'm not going to play this. Um, he is, uh, a guy who's been corrupted by the war. So I look at the guys that came back and were not corrupted and destroyed by it. Like a Bill Brody, like a Bob Bartenstein, like a Charlie Tucker. Who are all friends of yours. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew them, but it just touches me. The the, And I'm still touched by it. Well, the resilience of the... Um, so let me... Some let me. of the war heroes of past is still... I mean, you some of these guys, you don't even know went to war at that point. And then some of them, it's very, very obvious that they're still scarred by it um yeah but it's it's the i, I want to i do want to get on to one they of the, did give a make a great sacrifice for the country as have all veterans that have gone and fought for our freedom um fought for a cause that they obviously believed in to have um made i don't think they believed in it that's the that's the hard part of it is that they how did how could you not believe in it and put yourself on the line like just, that don't argue with me on this. They, no, they it's didn't, a discussion. Th that's why if you watch Platoon, you understand that none of them believed in it in the end because it was a war that was fought for the bureaucrats. Do you think they believed in it when they went? Yeah, that's what Elias basically says. The William Defoe character says in 65, yeah, today, no. Because Charlie Sheen was talking to him in the – they had lost – they knew they weren't there for any real reason, and they weren't really fighting for anybody's freedom. It's just like what happened to us in Afghanistan. The minute we turned our back, they'd shoot us. So our bureaucrats have ruined a lot of lives. I want to get to one thing. North Korea defector says Columbia University reminded her of dictatorship. This is how pernicious uh the sellout away from the ideals of freedom and um self-determination has become in higher education and uh, a young lady um who left her country she fled to China, and then she was able to come to the U.S. And she said that the brainwashing that she saw taking place at Columbia University was worse than what she saw in North Korea. So the left wing, you know, the people that were demonizing uh, the true heroes that came back from Vietnam that actually fought in a, I think it's more heroic to fight for a cause that you don't believe in and you know that your superiors don't believe in and you sacrifice your body anyway than it is when everybody's completely united it's harder. They come back knowing they had been thrown under the bus. Then these Jane Fonda left-wing communist types start demonizing them. Then they work their way into academia everywhere. And now they own it. And this uh, woman who got here from North Korea who expected something more of ideals embrace the power of prayer 
Come feel it at the Sanctuary of Centenary United Methodist Church's free prayer conference and get inspired together with some of the country's most respected spiritual leaders like activist, author, and former Georgia State Representative Dr. Alveda King or Christian author and songwriter Stormio Mardian. Join us from November 5th to the 7th, ending with a Sunday morning combined worship service at 11.15 a.m., all at 2800 Tates Creek Road in Lexington. In higher education here, says it was worse. She's referring specifically to the woke culture. One of the things she said that she heard most very virulently at Columbia University was the rage against white males or white people in general. But that everything had been aligned along the uh, fault lines of race, which is the most racist people in the world, in my opinion, are left-wingers. Because they criticize and accuse others of doing the exact same thing. And the louder they make the accusation, the more guilty they are of what they're doing and it's an attempt to turn it away. So how does this ever change? One thing is if you give money to almost any institution of higher learning, that's not explicitly conservative, you better believe you're probably giving money to something that's supporting a left-wing point of view because it's pervasive now. It's everywhere. Wokeism is everywhere. It's not necessarily there with the general public, the people walking around, breathing, chewing gum, and drinking RC Cola. It ain't necessarily there with them, but the people that are in power, it is there with because People that think this way are drawn to power and positions of power or what they perceive to be positions of power because they can exercise control over other people. And that's what this crowd longs to do. And in a vacuum of power, if you think for one minute that somebody won't come in and seize it and use it as a, uh, a way to, exercise power over you 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 don't know what you're talking about what do you want to say go ahead oh i'm just letting you go no go ahead i mean you had something you wanted to say earlier oh I, it's passed we're we're way beyond it now okay um now why do i talk about this well we're in the investment business okay and I've, I've had people ask me, uh, you know, why do you talk about politics and ideas and, and not just talk about investments? Without ideas, there are no investments. There, there is nothing. Without uh, an adherence to some sort of worldview, you got nothing. Now, my worldview is governed by the Bible, <laughs> the Iliad. I mean, you know. Lots of books. But it's born out of experience. I didn't just read a bunch of books to sort of come up with some ideas. It's and 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 what what is my experience worth? Well, I don't. I'm, I'm 64 years old. Have I? What have I what have I learned? Well, I've learned in some cases by faith, in some cases through experience, that it's wise to consider the wisdom of the ages, the older stuff that's been around a while. It's wise to do those things. It's not wise to build one's life around innovation in a moral sense, in a philosophical sense. Now, from an investment sense, it's very wise. You can, absolutely. 
but you don't necessarily innovate on the principles. You can certainly innovate on ideas of what kinds of companies could do well in this and that, but usually it's an old idea that's just restated in a new way. I mean, keep keeping up with the times, so just evolving with the times. I don't like that word evolve, but you can use it. What would you rather? Change. What, what, change. Anyway, um, it has too many connotations. Evolve do. does, you mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, I would hope that we could begin to reject the notion that people are evil because of what race they come from or what socioeconomic place in society, that we would reject the notion that America is inherently racist, whatever the hell racism means, that we would reject that notion, that we would not judge people based on their skin color or their place in life that we would not reject out of hand the basic goodness of America and what it's given us and demonize those who fight for it, that we would stop calling good evil and evil good. You'll want to stick around for the second half of the first hour. We've got Dr. John Wong joining us. He's going to be talking about his new book, Kentucky Passion. And uh, he's always, he, I said he's, the, he's our poster boy, meaning he's recreated himself. He's in his second career. He was an orthodontist, and now he is a uh, U.K. sports fan, first and foremost, but a writer, a blogger, um, He's really doing a lot with the second part of his career. So please stay tuned. He's coming up in the second half of the hour. We'll be right back. information about contests on this station go to wlap.com in another ad i ask if money has any value i'll answer that question by saying that money has no value other than what it can buy if you've been to the grocery store lately you know that money doesn't do what it used to do investments are good only insofar as they maintain the purchasing power of the money invested in them. In other words, an investment's value is only to the extent that it makes you more than inflation takes away from you. If you'd like to have your investments examined by our team in order to discern whether or not they can keep up with inflation, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. or on the podcast at DupreeFinancial.com. That's DupreeFinancial Group at DupreeFinancial.com. Guys, on Talk It Agrees, it's finally time. Time to update our closets with new clothes we actually want to wear. Time to think about going back to the office or choosing a new way to work. Time to enjoy the best of fall, like long walks in the park and hot coffee on a brisk day. And that means it's time to look sharp and feel comfortable all day with Untuck It. Shirts designed to be worn, Untuck. Discover the perfect fitting shirt today at UntuckIt.com. Use promo code TIME for 20% off your first purchase at UntuckIt.com. Help DEA keep our community safe and healthy by participating in National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day, Saturday, October 23rd. Take action right in your own home by cleaning out your family medicine cabinet of unused and expired prescription drugs. 
Keep them safe, clean them out, take them back. To find a collection site near you, visit DEATakeBack.com. Do your part to lower overdose deaths and prevent prescription drug misuse before it starts. That's DEATakeBack.com. Spectrum Business knows small businesses are always looking to cut expenses. That's why we offer the best value on fast internet and phone. But we wanted to do more. So, how does one month free sound? Get 200 megabit per second internet for $49.99 a month and business phone for $19.99 a month. And right now, you can get one month of internet and phone and even TV for free. Call 855-258-5887 and switch to Spectrum Business. Restrictions apply. Chilly winds are blowing across the area with a mix of sun and clouds taking over as the day wears on. We'll see an afternoon high 55 to 60 as we make our way into the day on Sunday, 35 to 40 to begin the day with a patchy frost in the valleys. And by the afternoon, we'll see a high into the low 60s. End of the day on Monday with more of the same. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Red State Barbecue Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Here's your quote, and thanks for shopping at Ralph's Tire. Um, so no free alignment? No, sir. I'm getting four tires. Yes, sir. With your standard installation. Right. Well, I was hoping you'd kind of include a free alignment. Why would I do that? Well, Tire Discounters does that. Yeah, that's because over there, see, they're kind of stupid. Tire Discounters even picks up and delivers now. Unbelievable. The stupid just keeps coming. Tire Discounters. Service so good, it's stupid good. In the world of investing, there's a debate about what has value. Does money have value? What about stocks, bonds, gold, oil? A good rule of thumb is that something that has value will continue to be useful no matter what happens in the markets. So that might include things like water, real estate, food, and energy. The paper which trades on a daily basis in the stock and bond markets actually derives its value from underlying assets which perform a function in daily life that is unrelated to the markets. Figure this out and you will do well at investing. If you'd like to know more about your retirement investment accounts, give Dupree Financial Group a call at 859-233-0400 and we'll set up a no obligation review of your accounts. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630-WLAP. When I was 14, I was falling fast for a blue-eyed girl in my homeroom class. Trying to find the courage to ask her out was like trying to get off from a water spout. What you would have said, I can't say. I never did ask that you moved away. But I learned something from my blue eyed girl. Sink or swim, you gotta give it a whirl. Life's a dance, you learn as you go. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. Don't worry about what you don't know. Life's a dance, you learn. Welcome to the second half of the first hour of the Tom Dupree Show. As we promised, Dr. John Wong has joined us. I don't even know. Dr. Wong doesn't say John. Sounds better. John is perfect. It's much better. Is a retired orthodontist and military veteran, lifelong Wildcat fan. And he says, and this is a bio I'm looking at, a fledgling author. Well, based on the book that he's just come out with, I'm kind of wondering whether that's true anymore. It's called Kentucky Passion, and he's here to talk to us about it today. Here's our host, Tom Dupree. John, I appreciate you being here uh, today. Uh, I do want to say... 
It's scary to hear. There's a foundation or sunken concrete problem with your home. Don't panic. Call the experts at the Dwyer Company, 859-231-0998. Dwyer is one of the largest and most trusted names in foundation repair, concrete lifting, and waterproofing. Dwyer's patented peering system can stabilize your foundation and raise your sunken concrete permanently. With the best warranties in the industry and over 30 years' experience, don't wait until the problem becomes an emergency. Call the experts at 231-0998 or visit DwyerCompanies.com. Embrace the power of prayer. Come feel it at the Sanctuary of Centenary United Methodist Church's Free Prayer Conference and get inspired together with some of the country's most respected spiritual leaders like activist, author, and former Georgia State Representative Dr. Alveda King or Christian author and songwriter Stormy O'Mardian. Join us from November 5th to the 7th, ending with a Sunday morning combined worship service at 11.15 a.m., all at 2800 Tates Creek Road in Lexington. Um, I was so touched by the uh, accounts you gave of your father at his passing a month or so ago and uh, the uh, relationship that you had with your dad. And um, it was really uh, very touching to me and and, uh, really sweet and and very nice. And I'm just glad you shared it with people and talked about how much your father meant to you. Well, thank thank you, Tom. I mean, the guy was 93. He lived a wonderful, productive life. He died at home comfortably. He didn't suffer. He was surrounded by loving family. So we should all be that yeah, lucky. But exactly. on the other hand, he is your dad. So there's a sadness. There's a grief. There's a longing. Uh, I miss him terribly. It's only sure. been a month, but I think about him every day. But thank you for acknowledging that. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that mean, means a lot to me. Well, it meant a lot to me to, to be able to read about it and, uh, and, and, and know about your devotion and uh, uh, great relationship with your dad. John, uh, you uh, write a blog, Huang's Whinings. It's H-U-A-N-G-S-W-H-I-N-I-N-G-S. And you're, uh, I guess if this is the right word, articulation on that uh, blog is concerning um, Kentucky sports is viewing it from a a lens – or uh, a viewpoint that is really not typical of the average Kentucky (laughs) fan. Um, It's almost like a a panorama sort of view of things that, I don't know, your way of of talking about and and observing Kentucky sports, uh, sometimes I think you're almost too much of a geek about it. (laughs) But then other times I think, you know, this guy is really saying something that the average person feels, but can't really put into words. And, um, so your, your blog has been sort of an ongoing thing that has been around for several years. Uh, then uh, you were kind of the, uh, in some ways, uh, guy behind the scenes with, uh, with Michael uh, Bennett's show, uh, which is getting ready to be revived uh, here in this office on, on Monday morning. It's uh, called w- Just the Cats. Just the Cats. And, <laughs> and now it's going to be with Alan Cutler. And um, it's going to, you know, Michael, of course, he's such a big personality. We all love him that know him. Yes, yes. I mean, he's, yeah. you cannot not love Michael. But you, you've been kind of involved in, in – let's just say uh, some of the intellectual property in there. And and now this is what your third book? Uh, I actually have two of them coming out concurrently. My first book yeah, remember, was with all people, Alan Cutler. Yes, you that's know, we right. We documented that's his correct. 40 years in, in the UK media world. And so I've got this book coming out. And then I've also got another book with Kyle Macy, which is due next month. Okay. And it's called From the Rafters of Rupp. It's about all the jerseys that have been retired in the rafters of Rupp Arena. So I'm looking forward to that one, too. Um but Kyle is a fascinating person also, uh, especially when it comes to free throw shooting. This book's <laughs> called Kentucky Passion, Wildcat Wisdom and Inspiration. And uh, just looking through here, 
you have basically uh, anecdotes and sort of vignettes of things that happened in Kentucky basketball over the years, most of which I would assume you observed firsthand. Tell us a little bit about what you're trying to do with this book. Tom, I think one of the biggest advantages I have in writing a book like this is that I am old. Okay. I'm older right. technically than the hula than I am. Well, we're, we've got a lot of experiences between yeah, us. That's true. And because we have those experiences, uh, we have a lot to reference. We have a lot to draw from. Correct. And so you mentioned my blog. I love to write experientially. I love to write emotionally. Uh, I also love Kentucky basketball. So my thinking was, why can't I combine those two passions and write a book about Kentucky basketball? Then you start thinking to yourself, well, those things are a dime a dozen. Everybody's put one out, right? What can I do to really make this thing stand out? Right. So I wanted to take those experiences, 52 of what I consider the most iconic moments in Kentucky basketball history. And it's a glorious history. It's a program with the greatest tradition in the history of college basketball. And I wanted to take that. I wanted to take the readers with me courtside to re-experience some of those great moments all over again. And, Tom, you're a fan. You remember Mardi Gras Miracle. That was when Kentucky was on the road at LSU. Right. Second half, down by 31 points, they rallied back to win. Yep. Things like that. Uh, the 1978 National Championship, that was the first national championship in my lifetime, so that was super special. You know what I remember most about that season? UNLV right before the end of the uh, season right. came there, up for. There were some huge games. That huge year. games, and that team was special to me because I had been in home room with James Lee, and Jack Givens right. was dating a friend of mine. Well, so you had Silk and Steel Goose, forty-one points, national championship, Checker Dome, St. Louis, James Lee with that dunk at the end to kind of seal the victory. That's it. Moments like that. Uh, how about Tayshawn Prince when he hit those five three pointers against North Carolina to start the game? I was sitting on the fourth row. I don't want to humble brag, but I was on the fourth row, and when he hit that fifth three-pointer, he stepped over the midcourt line at the logo, swish, it blew the roof <laughs> off of Rupp Arena. Some people there say it was the loudest that Rupp Arena has ever been. So it's those experiences, moments yeah. like that, that I want to kind of take the reader back down through because as you said i experienced most of these firsthand i experienced most of these things in real time you can't fake that nope no you can't um john uh football is sort of overshadowing basketball right now i don't mean to really <laughs> switch gears but we will for a second because you're getting ready you're you're close to both programs i am i i love football program just as much as i do the basketball especially and, and when they're winning we're talking about your basketball book here but you know we're six and zero in football uh it seems like sometimes things come to you after you quit seeking them you know we we've We've all, that are UK fans, struggled so hard and wanted so badly to see this football program improve. It seemed like we always had an embarrassment of riches in basketball. But in football, everything came hard and we would get our teeth knocked out. <laughs> and, and this time, it seems like we're kind of climbing up here. And we're, we, we've kind of shed that losing... Uh, uh, cloud that that sort of um, uh, pig pen cloud right. that's been hanging over right. us. Right, the long suffering UK it, football. It's, fan. it's gotten a little different. What's really interesting is this idea of Kentucky passion can also extend to our football Absolutely. program. Absolutely, because I contend that even during those losing seasons, Kentucky football fans were just as passionate in terms of supporting their team, traveling on the road, showing up and cheering, even though the football stunk. So there's something about the fans, there about really the Kentucky is. sports fan, that kind of sets them apart from others. And I was in the military for 10 years. I was stationed all over the country, over in Europe. I met people from all over the country who went to schools and supported their programs in different states. Other than Alabama football fans, I don't think there are any other fans 
in college sports that support their team as much as Kentucky fans do. In both sports. In both sports. And Alabama fans, they're, they're crazy. Football fans, they're crazy. They're insane. But I do think Kentucky, especially basketball fans, are a little bit more passionate. They're invested in the program. Yeah. Other teams cheer for their teams. Kentucky fans, they want to be a part of the program. And I think that's what sets them apart. John, uh, let's talk about one or two uh, events that occurred that you've written down in this book that you can just think of that uh, uh, might come to mind. Probably my favorite chapters, Tom, are the ones involving the rivalries with other schools. Right. I go back a little ways. I mentioned the rivalry with University of Tennessee always stood out in my mind. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, Kentucky's biggest rivalry wasn't Duke. It wasn't IU. It wasn't Kansas. It was the University of North Carolina Tar Heels, the hated yeah. Tar Heels. Yeah. If you remember, the two teams kind of jockeyed back and forth for the uh, mantle of all-time wins in sure. college basketball. North Carolina would be ahead. Kentucky would rally and take over. Dean Smith and that hated fourth corners. Uh, they would kind of uh, retake the lead. Finally, Kentucky jumped over them, and North Carolina faded back a little bit. Well, all you had to do to get Dean Smith to come out of that was run a fast break and get six to eight points up on him, you know, and he had to come out of that uh, four corner corners. It was only good if you had a lead. <laughs> Uh, you're bringing back some really, really touchy memories for me yeah. right now. Even though I wrote this book, uh, still just the mention of North Carolina kind of gets the hair on the back of my head sure. standing up. But the rivalries against IU, you know, Bobby Knight, oh, when gosh. he came on board, that little head slap against Joe B's head in yeah. 1975 in the Mideast Regional yep. Finals. Ugh, I remember prior to that, Steve Downing, and, and uh, the, I don't remember who that coach was, before night, but uh, we had so it would have been Issel, Casey, and Pratt uh, again, and that was when everybody scored in the hundreds back then. <laughs> you know those those are, are things that I can remember, and uh, you probably have some of that in this book too. Yeah, I do. I go through the entire gamut. Kent Benson, yeah. got Steve Alford, Damon Bailey, and of course even up to the Watford shot in 2012. Yeah, you know, Indiana's claim to regaining their fame again, and of course, what book wouldn't be complete without the mention of Little Brother, University of Louisville down the line? Sure, right. Yeah. Right. So we, we talk about that rivalry in general and especially about Rick Pitino in particular because there's something about Trader Rick Pitino that really still rankles all of University of Kentucky fans. Right. I could never say anything bad about Pitino myself because of the fact that he gave us such great <laughs> basketball uh, in, the, in the time that he was here. I think Kentucky fans do appreciate what he did for the program. He essentially resurrected that program I mean, from the ashes. How do you brought take him a 13-13 national national team that nobody will ever forget, you know, uh, with uh, uh, Richie Farmer and, and that bunch of kids on there when, when Patino was there. But, you know, there's so much to cover – with Kentucky basketball, it's a great uh, – uh, the, the subject matter is, is so great. And, uh, I mean, I, I think you'll you'll do well with this book. I, I, I hope uh, a lot of people buy it for, for Christmas. Uh, and, yeah, and I certainly do too. It makes a great stocking stuffer. And, and, Tom, just one final thing about the book itself. Uh, one of the reasons I think it really stands out is because I really wanted to make this – more than just a UK basketball book. I wanted it to have some social redeeming value off the court. So I was so fortunate to be able to kind of co-author this with, with Dell Didway. Dell is a, he started out of all things as a sports writer and he realized he couldn't make any money off of it, but he retained his love for writing. He continued to write. And now he's known for writing all these sports devotional books okay. where he goes around and he interviews athletes from all over the world about their spiritual walks, about their Christian faith journeys. Mm -hmm. And so what Dell and I, we were able to do is we took each one of these 52 iconic moments and we tried to apply some sort of life lesson 
associated with it. Right. You know, for example, we talked about the Mardi Gras miracle when Kentucky rallies from LSU. Well, naturally, we take that and we talk about how it doesn't matter in life how much of a hole you've dug yourself into. It doesn't matter how far against the wall your backs are, that with the right mindset, with the right attitude, with the right teammate support, that you can rally to win that game. So this is a book in which it's, it's wonderful for families because I think dads can, can show their kids the glorious history of Kentucky basketball while still sure. teaching them all these life lessons, important lessons such as never giving up, about the importance of preparation and practice and discipline and about having good role models and, and mentors in your life. So I, I, I guess the book is really, it's kind of a love letter from, from me, a diehard, dyed-in-the-wool, card-carrying member of Big Blue Nation to all those other fans out there, all the other Kentucky basketball fans out there. You know, this is my gift to you. You still got to buy it, but it's still, I think, a wonderful <laughs> gift. Who, who were, what people were particularly helpful to you? I'm sure Oscar Combs would be one of them. Uh, and maybe the biggest of all of them, I mean, Cal, for instance, uh, who else was, uh, uh helpful for, with you in that? Oscar is always a, a wonderful resource and I'll yeah. always be indebted to him. He got my start in UK media. He, yeah. he noticed me one day on the floor of Rupp arena, didn't know me from Adam, but he saw that who is this Asian guy? <laughs> down there I remember, on the floor. I remember hearing him talk about that. And then an Asian guy with a ponytail, he yeah. said, what's this all about? He thought <laughs> I was some correspondent from Beijing here to cover <laughs> the University of Kentucky basketball. Then when he found out I was just a, a homegrown local kid who, who loved the cats, yeah. that actually intrigued him a little bit more. So he put me on his, his podcast, you know, one of the greatest podcasts out there right now, Conversations with Oscar Combs. Yeah. He's interviewed all these wonderful people, Dan Essel and, and, and uh, Cliff Hagan yeah. and Joe B. Hall and Kyle Macy and Kenny Walker and Derek Ramsey, all those guys, Tim Couch. And then little old me is on there at episode number 60. So thank you, Oscar Combs. He was probably as helpful as anybody could be in terms of just kind of getting me the history behind what Kentucky passion always is. Well, I mean, you know, Oscar's story coming up here from what Perry County hazard area, perhaps somewhere near there. I mean, he's from up in the mountains comes in and now he's kind of one of the, the, the main voices, so quickly, uh, many of us kind of are concerned about the direction of UK basketball these days. We had a very difficult year uh, last year. You got any insight on where we're going with it at this point? I was at practice the other day, the first time I was able to see them with my own eyes. And as usual, everybody looks good, but everybody looks good in practice. People who are great practice shooters sometimes when the lights come on and you're in front of 20,000 people at Rupp Arena, your arm goes to spaghetti. You can't yeah. hit anything. So I've been around the barn long enough to realize that it's probably going to take some time. Supposedly, this is one of the more experienced teams that Cal has. There's a good mix of, of yeah. Of don't complain about one and dones right anymore because these guys are a lot of guys. He's got a lot of guys back. Right, they're going to be two and dones or three yeah, and dones. That's right. Plus, he's got some good talent that's coming in that could still be one and done also. So I think it's going to be a good mix. But my my suggestion, my advice to Big Blue Nation out there is, even though they're not as young as usual, let's still kind of be patient. You sure. Know, patient. John Huang has been with us today. His book is called Kentucky Passion. My bet is it can be bought uh, anywhere. It's available anywhere fine books are sold. My publisher told me to go ahead and say that. By the way, uh, this is probably the best reason to purchase this book. The publisher is, of all people, it's Red Lightning Books, which is a subsidiary of Indiana University Press. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, in the book industry, you, you know, Tom, it's, it's yeah. kind of a little bit of cutthroat. You, you kind of go with the highest bidder. So sure. they were the ones who were most willing to work with us. So That's we great. certainly allowed them to do that. But my contention is that if 
those darn Hoosiers are willing to bend over backwards to publicize and publish a book about their hated border rivals, it's got to be Pulitzer worthy, don't you, you think? It. It's got to. <laughs> they, they they see something beyond uh, partisan politics. In that. Exactly. Not only the program with the greatest tradition in the history of college basketball, but all these important life lessons. There you go. And then it's got pictures too. My yep. brother Mike, Doctor Mike, all world right. famous photographer for Kentucky Sports Radio. They've included two full color sections of his prints. The That's book worth is- the money itself the book is kentucky passion by john wong spelled h-u-a-n-g available wherever fine books are sold and make sure and stay tuned for our next hour our financial guys are in the wings waiting to come in and give us another segment on investing 101 and by the way john wong is a perfect example of recreating himself for a second career, which is what we tout all the time. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Today. Touchdown! 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 Kentucky! I love this team. Coach Dukes and the Cats battle between the hedges for SEC East supremacy, Georgia Bulldogs, and your Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky Select Chevy Dealers KSR Tailgate Show kicks off at noon right here on the Hall of the Cats, 630 WLAP. In many years of investing, I have come to the following conclusions. First of all, investing is not speculating. Investments driven by research take a great deal of risk out of the equation. Secondly, investing properly takes time. Third, no amount of time can make a poor investment a good one. We would like to help you with this process. We are qualified to do so. As a registered investment advisor and a fiduciary, we are able to provide you with an unbiased opinion concerning your investments. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no obligation review of your investment portfolio. Also, listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings from 7 to 9 at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at www.dupreefinancial.com. It's scary to hear there's a foundation or sunken concrete problem with your home. Don't panic. Call the experts at the Dwyer Company, 859-231-0998. Dwyer is one of the largest and most trusted names in foundation repair, concrete lifting, and waterproofing. Dwyer's patented peering system can stabilize your foundation and raise your sunken concrete permanently. With the best warranties in the industry and over 30 years' experience, don't wait until the problem becomes an emergency. Call the experts at 231-0998 or visit DwyerCompany's.com. Dot com.